Hello, I'm Stuart Hardy with All In Sports Outreach and excited about another episode of this podcast. As a reminder, we started this podcast to highlight local stories of faith and sports and mostly from Alabama and Texas, but every now and then a guest from outside of that area. And today I'm excited to have my friend Jordan Montgomery on the phone with me to share his story. I met Jordan about two years ago um, through a mutual friend, a mutual contact down in Belize. Jordan participated in a basketball mission trip to Belize, and we connected online because we were just launching All In Sports Outreach, and he was playing college basketball at the time, and so um, a mutual friend in Belize connected us, and we have um, continued to stay in contact via texting and phone calls and keeping up with his his career. He recently uh, finished basketball at Union University in Tennessee and then played a one season of pro ball in Brazil. I can tell you Jordan's a man of faith and has an incredible testimony that I'm excited for you to hear. So, Jordan, thanks for joining us. Oh, thank you for having me, seriously. I'm so appreciative and thankful for the opportunity. You bet. So, you know, to get started, Jordan, let's start kind of from the beginning, you know, and just tell us a little bit about yourself, where you grew up, and a little bit about your family. All right. Well, I grew up in a small town, um, Orlando, Florida. Uh, um, my family is just a family of five. I have three brothers and I'm a middle child, um, which is really weird given the fact that I'm six, four, my mom is about five, four, my dad's six foot. So I'm, I always like play around and say that, you know, guys are like, you know what? You're the middle child. I got to give you something. I'll give you some height. <laughs> That's, awesome. That's awesome. That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Um, my mom actually is, uh, a spiritual leader in my household and um there were some some difficulties with that but my dad also believes in, in christ and we're also working on that building our relationship not with only with each other but in christ as well so it, it's been fun it's been an extremely growing like a growth uh full of growth type of summer that's awesome and your brother is he younger or older or do you have two? Younger. Well, I, I, yeah, because I have one older, who's about eight or nine years older, and then one younger. Okay, and you, is it your younger brother that's currently in ministry as well? Yeah, he is working with FCA right now um, in Virginia. Awesome. So I mentioned you played college basketball and one season of pro ball in Brazil. When did you start playing basketball? What age, and did you play any other sports as well? Yeah, I started around like six years old, but my dad put a ball in my hand probably right out the womb. <laughs> he wanted us involved in sports. Like, it didn't matter what it was. It could have even been hockey. He wanted us involved in sports just to keep us from, you know, getting into any trouble and getting sidetracked from, you know, the main goal. And so I started around six. I only played basketball until about middle school. I uh, played a little bit of football, but didn't exactly – become pretty good at that until high school but by then I was really good at basketball and we were winning state championships so I was just like you know I might as well stay with basketball I'm doing pretty well on this so I ended up doing that. So was it at high school you would say that you realized hey I may have the ability to to play some college ball? Yeah definitely Um, honestly you know when you're a kid people ask you what do you want to be when you're older basketball player never crossed my mind first. It was a lawyer. And that's actually what I'm working toward now. Um, 
I didn't exactly know that I had a talent or try to become what I am now until high school, maybe like my sophomore year, when I started getting some recruiting from different colleges and things of that nature. So what was the recruiting like? I mean, was there any, um, because I've heard from friends that have been through it or friends whose kids are going through it and, you know, it can be a stressful time. So I'm kind of curious to hear your take on the recruiting process and did it have any impact on your family or your friendships? Yeah. uh, It had an incredible impact on me specifically just because uh, I'm not going to lie. I was incredibly hard headed and kind of made the entire process more about me versus trying to figure out what is best as far as what school I should go to, what uh, and uh, what's the best fit for me, um, basketball-wise and school-wise, which I just wanted to, you know, get away from my parents so I could, you know, grow and become the man that I, I felt like I could become, whereas I, it kind of drove um, like a wedge between my parents and I. Oh, wow. And so uh, I just kind of told them how, like, how I was thinking, what I felt. And it wasn't until two years later that I really began to like build back that relationship with my parents. And God humbled me so many times in those two years, um, mainly with pride. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't feel like I needed too many friends. I didn't think that like people owed me anything. So I was like, you know what? I had the mentality of getting it on my own. Even as a kid, I would do it on my own. I wanted to do it on my own. Just so I felt like I was accomplishing things independently. But God taught me that you can't do it on, uh, on your own. You, you need people. And not to mention, you need me. Me meaning God. I, I need him. And Amen. he showed me that and I tell people all the time that I'm not ashamed to express that and show that yes I am weak in these areas and this is why God um, shows that I am strong in those areas because he is my strength wow that's incredible hey thanks for that transparency there that's you know not a lot of people willing to open up and admit especially pride and selfishness that that that's awesome and it's amazing how God stays with us through that and just reminds us that he's always near and you know and we try to do it on our own he does have a way to humble us that's good yeah I definitely like to be transparent just because um a lot of people get wrapped up in oh it's just another sermon oh it's just another speaker trying to tell us not to not to drink and not to smoke but when the stories become real when people are transparent people um it hits and resonates with people more because they don't think it's just another sermon or another story it's it's something that they're speaking from experience that they don't want other people to go through you know oh yeah i had the answer if i knew some of the answers to a test that you're studying for why wouldn't you help me or why wouldn't i help that person to study for that test Mm -hmm. you know Amen. Yeah, that's excellent. So how did you end up at Union University in Jackson, Tennessee, from Orlando, Florida? Uh, so again, with uh, me wanting to move away 
um, at first I was going to move to California, but then that didn't work out. Then uh, Kennesaw State started recruiting me. I committed right away. Um, and I thought it was enough distance from my parents, you know, so committed there. And the first two years didn't go as planned whatsoever. Um, I struggled so much. I messed up an incredible amount. And, and I learned a lot through it, and that's where it brought me today. Um, and I found out that it wasn't the best fit for me as far as being um, there for basketball. Mm-hmm. Because uh, I realized that the reason why I committed there was because I was scared that I wouldn't be able to play basketball at a Division One level rather than looking for what is the best fit for me. Wow. So after those two years, and it was a struggle, which um, was good for me because I, I wanted to get outside that Christian bubble because I went to a Christian high school. I wanted to get outside of that so I can not only be able to help those who are um, followers of Christ, but also though help those see an example of Christ who hasn't exactly seen it in a secular setting. Mm-hmm. So after those two years, I ended up transferring, which it took a lot out of me. Again, I was scared that I wasn't going to be able to play basketball anymore. wasn't going to have to, wouldn't, wouldn't be able to find a school to go to or play. Um, I struck out with two or three other schools just because they couldn't transfer over my credits. And finally union brought me up here and I didn't think much of it. I saw it was a small school, Christian school, something I'm obviously used to. And the funny thing is it wasn't during the summer. Now, normally when you bring a recruit, you want to bring them around like springtime. It's really nice outside. All the students are outside. Uh, the food is going to be really good. And, there was none of that. There were no students, no food, just a basketball camp that they were hosting for little kids. Now they didn't know this at the time, but I, I adore hanging around kids. Like if you put me in a room full full of kids with basketball and I'm just like playing, like I'm in my element. I can, I can do that all day and just hang out with them. I can become a kid, honestly. But yeah, that was, um, something that I felt like I could do as an opportunity here, which mm. it was, because it led me to be able to do the mission trip in Belize, which involved basketball and sharing my faith. Yeah. That's awesome. So you you finished at Union, and you wanted to continue. Obviously, when you play college ball, most people you know don't want it to stop there. You want to play pro ball. So you played one season um, down in Brazil, um, mm-hmm. talk a little bit about that. And I you know you're trying to, are you trying to stay in the, um, pro ball overseas or, you know, you, you mentioned, you know, wanting to be a lawyer going back to school. So kind of talk through playing a year of pro ball and kind of what you're, where you are right now. And do you want the whole story or just uh kind of a quick synopsis? Just, just to tell what's on your heart, man. Well, um, first and foremost, God, is always growing us. Like there's, there's not one, one like circumstance that we can't grow in. Mm-hmm. And that right there was like God opening my eyes to other areas that I was weak in that I try to compensate, whether by not talking mm. or um, whether it be 
not showing affection, you know, and because, you know, growing up, we didn't have too much like physical embracing or a lot of communication as far as I love you. Mm-hmm. So it showed in my relationship with other people as well. And people um, in Brazil are definitely much more affectionate, um, are willing to talk to you. It doesn't matter who you are, or where you're from. Whereas here, it's just like a, hey, and then keep it moving kind of thing. Yeah. Um, it forced me to get outside of my head, which I'm an introvert. I, I think about things. I think them over again, rationalize, logical, logical thinking. And it forced me to talk, not only learn a new language, but talk to people and get to know them versus just like, hey, how are you? Mm-hmm. So building communication and um, showing another side of, of love that I haven't experienced for myself growing up to, to show it to others. Because if I, if I can't show that side or all elements of love from Jesus that I experienced, then I'm not showing all of Jesus. Wow, that's good. But yeah, I, I definitely want to continue to play in Brazil, um, especially because I picked up on a language a little bit. Um, I got the money just so I could finish up my last semester here. I'll chances are I'll work in my friend's law firm just as an intern, just to gain some experience and study for my LSAT. Once I take the test, do well on it, is the score is good for three years, so I can play for the next three years. That's awesome. You know, what's interesting was the first thing you said about the your experience playing playing pro ball in Brazil had nothing to do with basketball. I love that. That's great. So let's talk about your faith for a minute. Um, You know, you mentioned your mom was the, or is a spiritual leader of your house. At what point in your life did you realize that it was a personal relationship with Jesus that was needed? You know, what point did you accept Jesus as your personal Savior, make it your faith? I was baptized at nine, but I didn't realize it was a personal relationship, but it's not just, oh, I'm baptized. Okay, that's it. it. It's much more than that. And I didn't realize that until I did go to the Christian school uh, my freshman year in high school, which honestly, I didn't even start growing until my sophomore year, really. Mm-hmm. So what role um, would you say your faith play in your basketball career, you know, both high school, college, and even now as you're still pursuing the the pro ball? It is the only reason I didn't quit basketball. I I promise you that because I, I wanted to quit when I was maybe in middle school going into high school. And I just didn't have a reason to play anymore. I just got tired of it, didn't care, and just, I don't know. I, it, it was more of uh, for my dad rather than for me wanting to play the game until I started to realize a plat- like this platform that mm-hmm. has been given to me and the people that I can reach through basketball. And how God can reach the people through me, through the talents and abilities that, he, that he's given. So it became much more about Christ rather than about me. Yeah, wow. 
that's 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 a good that's a good word there. Were you were you involved in any um, sports related ministries like FCA or any other local ministries um, in high school or or college? Not in high school, but in college, definitely. We talked about the mission trip to Belize mm-hmm. that I took with Sports Reach um, missions, and that was an awesome experience. Again. I was just playing basketball and hanging out with kids the entire time. Like I couldn't ask for any more. I, we would play a couple games against local teams. And then of course, like their families and everything would come out, um, talk to us a little bit. And each, after each game, they would pick one of us to, you know, share our testimony. And so that right there, again, that platform, that opportunity to share Christ was, was huge for me. Because, again, someone who's an introvert, who doesn't care to talk too much, who doesn't really want to talk too much, he, like, God pushed me into speaking to share. Because, you know, what's the point in having Christ if you're not going to share? Amen. Man, that's good. So on that mission trip, y'all traveled around the country of Belize. Y'all would play local teams, and then when the game's over, share your faith. Is that kind of the 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 way the mission trip worked yeah exactly and of course we had amazing food at, on the on the side and everything like that but for the most part yeah that was that was the, the main point hey i tell people all the time you know my parents were missionaries in belize so i've been fortunate to go down there a few times and i was just every time i would go i mean the mission work part of it was very rewarding very um, very incredible. I was always blessed um, immensely, but on the on the fun side, the food was always a highlight. I never dreamed that yeah. uh, a place like Belize would have such amazing food. So I'm glad to know I'm not the only one that talks about that. I, I'm a big fan of food. I actually follow food on Instagram. Amen. Yeah. Hey, that, that's two of us. That's good. So have you been on any other mission trips? Yeah, I actually went to one in Puerto Rico. This one didn't involve sports. This was just um, going to an orphanage, just doing some some work around the orphanage as well, talking to the the, kid, uh, the women that were working the orphanage. But again, like hanging out with the kids were the, was the best part. <laughs> it was just seeing that because we knew some of their backstories as well, and a lot of them have either never seen their parents or have never been shown affection or love by their parents. So a lot of them, especially at the age of like three, five and eight, I think was the oldest, haven't even experienced like an embracing hug Wow. or just uh, a kind smile or uh, something as small as a a comment. I mean, um, a compliment on their hair or their smile and that like broke my heart to think that, you know, I talk about myself as far as not having that physical embracing in my family, not saying I love you, but these kids have never experienced that, especially from their own family. Man, I cannot imagine and, that. Yeah. And I know, I mean, that's, and it was the, that's just a reminder to me as a, you know, as a young dad, that to always never take for granted the time I had with my own kids and 
tell them I love them and break get yeah. you know no matter how embarrassing it is for my 13 year old son to still hug him and tell him I love him even if he tries to push me away at times but just you know never take for granted that um that I'm able to do that because like you said there's kids um all over the world even here in the states that would love a hug from a dad or here I love you so that's that's a great reminder appreciate that yeah so one more question about your faith. Um, you know, I sent you, we talked about kind of the flow of this, um, this episode, but I just jotted down a note literally just now as you were just talking to ask, um, maybe what's your favorite Bible verse and that, you know, is very important to you right now? And, and uh, why is it one that you hold close right, right now? Uh, Matthew sixteen twenty four. I even... <laughs> I even have it tatted on my back, my, my back shoulders wow. just because, um, I get like, well, I'll tell you the verse, the first verse, and then I'll explain the backstory. Um, Jesus says unto his, his disciples, if any of you come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. And I put it on my back just to remind myself of the cross that Jesus carried. And as he carried it, I should too. And it's a daily process. It's not something that like you, like I said before, when I was nine, I thought, you know, you get baptized and you're saved. That's it. No, it's it's a it's a constant thing. It's choosing Jesus over your temptation, over your desires, over your your circumstances, and focusing on Him rather than the world. Man, that's powerful. And just the visual of it on your back. I mean, that's. That really is a great reminder because you're right. I mean, Jesus carried that cross for us. That's that's incredible. Thanks for, thanks for sharing that. Um, you mentioned um, a few minutes ago that you realized that athletics was a platform you had been given. You know, I've talked to a number of people about this, coaches and and athletes that um, talking about the topic of the platform of athletics and how it can be used for good or it can be used for bad. And there's a lot of people that don't like the fact that athletics is a platform, but it is, you know, so, and I know that uh, we have student athletes that listen to this podcast, so I'd love to hear what advice you would offer them um, as they're trying to be the best athlete they can be, but also um, follow Christ boldly in a time when um, it's not popular to take a stand for Christ in schools whether it be middle school, high school, college. So what encouragement or advice would you offer a student athlete that is a Christian but, you know, is wanting to to make that public stand but could be struggling? The best thing you can really do, besides staying encouraged by the Word, and I really do mean that, um, building a council. And what I mean by that is having a group that, can also encourage you in the word who will also push, push you back to the word. Because when I was in Brazil, I was, I was struggling a lot. I almost, um, stopped going to church as far as like, you know, being in there present in the building just because I couldn't understand the, the language yet. And so I was missing a lot of the, the message. So I would do podcasts every now and then. And it was, it was hard just because, again, I wanted to be there. And 
at the same time, it was still only hard for me because I tried to do it on my own versus mm. when I did talk to my brother, my mom, or some of my friends back home, they are always, always pointing me back to the word, always pointing me back to scripture that I can be encouraged by, that I can hold on to. And that, and that I did regain strength. I did regain that, this, the stability that I needed from God because that's where it lies. That's where our foundation is. So having people around you to encourage you and you encourage them as iron sharpens iron is probably the biggest thing that you can do. Man, that's, that's a powerful word, not just for athletes or student athletes listening, just for anybody, any listener that that's a great encouragement. I know I have to remind myself all the time is to, you know, when you are, uh, maybe struggling with something is to remember that to, you have people around you that will point you back to the Word when when I'm not always spending the time in the Word that I need to be. You know, that's 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 a great reminder for everybody to stay in the Word and surround yourself with people that will hold you accountable. That's good. So the last question is one that um, we ask every guest uh, that's on our podcast, and it has to do with being all in. You know, our organization, All In Sports Outreach, we um, named the organization out of Colossians 3.17. Um, it was the theme of our first ever camp that we did actually down in Belize um, in 2014. And the, the, the verse is, and whatever you do in word or deed, do it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to the Father. And, you know, every camp we do, every event we do, we talk about that very thing that, you know, God was all in for us. He sent Jesus for us. And so we, we talk about being all in in sports and school and at home um, or work, wherever. So, um, and, you know, and all in is real big. That, that slogan, all in, is very popular in sports right now. I know multiple college football teams, college basketball teams have used it kind of as their theme for a season. So, you know, when you think of all in, what does that mean to you? And then specifically, what does it mean to you to be all in in your walk for Christ? To me, it means being completely committed. And and by that, I mean, like, just in every circumstance, which is hard to do. Uh, I mean, as it's hard to be perfect, Jesus was. Um, he could have, you know, made the, the stones and the bread and able to eat when he was tempted to. He could have called the angels down to take him off the cross, and that would have destroyed every part of our faith that we believe in now. But Jesus stayed committed to that, committed to saving each and every one of us because we were precious in his eyes and that we were worth his life. And when he defeated death, he proved that he had power over life and death. And so that that's what it means to me to be all in. When we look at that example, um, I mean, it's hard to follow, but it's, it's just being committed through any circumstance. Amen. Well, I appreciate you joining today on the phone and sharing your story and, and offering encouragement. I know, I've been encouraged by our conversation, and I always am. The you know, anytime we get a chance to 
to chat. Um, I'm always encouraged just by your your passion for Christ and boldness. And so I appreciate you sharing with listeners um, just about the importance of uh, being in the Word and that, you know, your 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 life verse that you share with us about denying ourselves and not letting pride take over. So thank you for um, for joining us. And, and just know, man, that I'll continue to pray for you. And I ask the listeners to pray for you as, you know, as you're finishing school, but still have a desire to continue in basketball and that, you know, God would con- continues to open new doors and opportunities for you to share your faith. Just know that um, we'll just be praying for you because you have a powerful testimony. And I believe that God um, uses your story. So um, thank you. And, and also thanks to everybody who's listening. Um, we always love hearing from listeners. If you're a Facebook user, you can just type in All In Sports Outreach and find out about the organization, see pictures of, of uh, outreach events we do. You can send us a message. We love hearing from you. Or non-Facebook users, go visit our website, www.allinsportsoutreach.org. You can, again, find out anything you want to know about our organization. You can contact us there. Continue to um, send, send us your feedback and continue to, to share these podcasts with your family and friends as we believe this is just another opportunity to, to further spread the gospel through media. So um, we love all of our listeners, and thank you again for uh, being with us today, Jordan. No, thank you for having me, seriously. You bet. All right. Until the next episode, we just encourage you to to be all in.